This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, good morning, everyone. Are you well? So great to see you all here this morning in one of the best churches in the world. Amen. Praise God. Would you please put your hands together for Dr. Theo, Pastor Beth this morning, your spiritual parents of appreciation. Praise God. Well, uh, it's an honor for me to preach here. It's a great privilege always to stand on this pulpit. And uh, I believe God is just going to do a great thing this morning. Would you please say this with me? Say, today, my heart will be healed. Say it one more time. Say, today, my heart will be healed. So I want to speak to you on the mysteries of the heart today. And God has given us a very uh, specific instruction regarding this word. And this was the statement, the, the, the word that was dropped in our spirits to deliver to you this morning. And this is simply this. God said, before I'm coming back, I want to heal my bride's heart. God wants to heal his bride's heart. We are his bride and the bridegroom is coming and he wants to heal our hearts. He's not coming for a messed up bride. He's not coming for a, a bride whose heart is broken and fragmented. He's coming for a bride whose heart is healed. And it's my assignment today to help you to get this process on the go that God can heal you. And God wants to bless his people. God wants to heal you today. God's going to do mighty miracles tonight in this building. But before that, we need to get our hearts healed. Do you believe it with me here this morning? So I want to take you on this, on this, on this message called the mysteries of the heart. I'm going to try to answer three questions during this uh, message. The first one is, what is the functions of our heart? What is the functions of our heart? The second thing is, what is the consequences if our hearts are not changed? And number three, I want to give you the solutions to a transformed heart. Many people come to church who are anointed, who are gifted, talented, great charisma, great giftings in, 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 in a lot of areas, but they come with hurt in their hearts. And because there's hurt in their hearts, they never reach the full potential. And they never get to that place where they can encounter God and encounter the joy of Christianity. I want you to write this down. And for those of you who are on the app, you can just go and get the notes there as well. Uh, but this is what I want you to write down. The condition of my heart is the condition of my life. Think about that. The condition of my heart is the condition of my life. If my life is messed up, I have to check at my heart. If my money, my, money, my finances is not like it should be, I have to do a check in my heart. If my marriage is not well, I have to check my heart. Everything in my life, the condition of my heart is the condition of my life. The more we taught on this message on the heart, the more I realized that the church, the body of Christ, the bride, really has, has, doesn't have a lot of revelation on this. And I really hope that today God will speak to us. And I want you this morning in this me meeting not to control your feelings. I don't want you to control what God wants to do. I want Him to come and touch you. I want Him to heal you. I want Him to set you free this morning as I speak the word of the Lord. Because that's the purpose of this morning. The purpose is that your heart will be healed. This is a mass healing that's going to take place in about 20 minutes from now. How many of you believe that with me here? 
Now, let me ask you this question. How many of you went through some painful experiences the past year? Let me just see if I'm in the right crowd. I've been through the most difficult time of my life in the past year. A lot of persecution, a lot of accusations, a lot of disappointments, a lot of betrayal, a lot of hurt. I had to check my heart through the whole process. Lord, keep my heart clean. Keep my heart pure. Because my heart is the place, the resting place for the presence of God. And so I want to give you the mysteries of the heart. What is a mystery? A mystery is something that man don't understand. I cannot understand it with my mind, with my intellect. The Holy Spirit must reveal the mysteries to us. It's in our hearts. If you see a person who's rebellious, he's not rebellious. His heart is rebellious. If you see a person who's offended, he's not offended. His heart is offended. You can see a joyful person. You know, his heart is joyful. A sad person, his heart is sad. Everything comes down to the heart. The condition of your heart is the condition of your life. And so I want you to read with me in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at the appearance or at the physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I mean, all the men are this. Uh, Samuel is there. And he says, God said to him, don't look at the outward appearance. They all may be tall, handsome powerful but don't look at that look at the heart look what's going in there because god sees the heart and i want you to write down a couple of things here on the functions of the heart how does the heart function there's about eight characteristics i want to bring to you to your attention today the first one is it regulates the flow of life my heart regulates the flow of life proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 23 it says here, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. My heart regulates the flow of my life. Even in this meeting here today, I can regulate the flow of the meeting from my heart. If people sit there and they're on Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp their friends and stuff, and they just check me out like this, I can regulate the flow of how much I'm going to give and how much I cannot give. If people are open like you this morning with your uh, Bibles on your laps and notepads and phones and, uh, and your iPads and you're receiving your good disciples, the flow of this meeting will be powerful. Even if you are in a business meeting, in a boardroom meeting, and there are people that's opposing you, you can regulate that meeting from your heart. I'm not going to share this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. And you can change it. You can, you can submit to anything you want. Your marriage. You regulate the flow, the atmosphere of your marriage. All, all of things, lives, all of the issues of life flows from my heart. If you can come to church this morning with a heart full of thanksgiving, there will be a beautiful atmosphere in this building. If we come offended and bitter and, and full of hurt and, and we don't want to be here and we are forced to be here, those things all affect the atmosphere that's happening in this meeting. So the first thing you must understand, it regulates the flow of life. Number two is that the heart uh, reveals the intentions and the motives of our lives. The intentions and the motives of our life comes from our heart. What is my motive in preaching here this morning? 
What is my motive in being in relationship with you? What is my motive of, of, of uh, being in, in, as a business partner with, with some of you? What is the motive of it? What is the intentions of my heart? God looks at the intentions of our heart. He looks at the motives of our hearts. Number three, it develops intimacy. My heart develops intimacy. Your heart develops intimacy with one another. You cannot force people to do things. It's not going to be eternal. They're going to hate it. They're going to give you trouble. But when it comes from the heart, people have passion for that. You don't have to phone them. You don't have to tell them to be in church. You don't have to WhatsApp them to remind them it's church on a Sunday. Their hearts are here. They'll be here. But the people that you have to force, you have to constantly remind them to do those things. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 37. It says this, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not some of your heart, with all your heart, and with your soul, and with all your mind. Here is a powerful statement I want to bring across to you this morning. You cannot serve God intimately if your heart is hurt. You're going to struggle to serve God. You're going to struggle to have intimacy with Christ, with God, if, we, if our hearts are full of contamination of unforgiveness and bitterness and hurt and offenses. And Jesus said, he spoke to me so clearly, he says, I want to heal my bride's heart. I want their whole heart, complete heart. I want to heal them so that I can come back for a bride who's healed. And so if I want to say this, or I say this this morning, we cannot serve God intimately if our hearts are hurt. Number four, it's the gatekeeper of our lives. Whatever comes in and out comes from the heart. The fifth characteristic function of the heart is from this heart, any relationship that is birthed from it will be birthed from love. If my heart is filled with love, then guess what? My relationships will be filled with love. If my heart is hurt, I cannot have a good relationship. So let me give you one or two examples. Any area in your life that you struggle with is the area you are hurt in, in your heart. If your marriage is struggling this morning, then I want to tell you there's a hurt in your heart towards your spouse that you have to deal with. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to heal you. Because any area in my life that there is hurt, I cannot have relationship. I cannot have intimacy. If you struggle financially this morning, probably there's hurt in your heart. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Out of your heart, there's hurt somewhere in the financial arena. Maybe a partner disappointed you. Maybe you sowed, never received the harvest. Maybe you trusted God and the miracle didn't come on your time. You must understand in any area of your life where there's hurt, where there's disappointment, there will be a heart that is affected in that area. And we cannot have then intimate relationships in that area. Number six is with the heart we believe God. If my heart is pure, my heart is holy, my heart is right, I can believe God. With my heart, I believe. I don't worship God with my mind. I worship Him with my heart. I don't give out of my knowledge. I give out of my heart. 
I love you out of my heart. I love the Lord my God out of my heart. Not, of, not out of my knowledge, my mental ability. I love him from my heart. And if my heart is hurt, I'm going to struggle to give, struggle to worship, struggle to be involved in church. Because maybe a church disappointed you. Maybe a leader disappointed you. Maybe a, a pastor disappointed you. And you're going to struggle in that area to commit. But when your heart is healed, everything changes. You want to give. Nobody has to tell you to give. You want to worship God. You want to be involved. You want to be in the kingdom of God. That is when your heart is completely healed. Number seven. Your heart is where your identity is. Your identity. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. The Bible says, For as a man thinks, where? In his heart, so easy. If you think that you are a victim, that's exactly who you are. If you think that nobody likes you, that's exactly how it's going to be. But if you walk around and say, I'm the best businessman, I'm the best pastor, I'm the best musician, I'm the best doctor, I'm the best engineer. When you start thinking like that in your heart, that becomes your identity. Your identity is found in your heart. As a man thinks in his heart, that's his identity. You get people who, who, who say, yeah, but I'm, I'm from this color, I'm that race, I'm that denomination, I'm in this status in my life, I'm not rich, I'm not poor. That's how they think about themselves. You must know the word of the Lord. You must understand what God says about you. He created you in His likeness and His image after His own heart, after His own heart's desire. You are more than a conqueror. You are above and not beneath this morning. You can make it in the name of Jesus. Say amen if you believe it with me here. Now, the last thing is this, the eighth characteristic. The heart is the resting place for the presence of God. I want to be a carrier of the presence of God. I want to be a carrier of a movement of the God. I want to be a carrier of the supernatural. I want to be a carrier of the anointing. But it only comes to a heart that is healed. God chose your heart, my heart, to be the resting place of His presence. And our hearts need to be healed. Now, in Psalms 147, verse number 3, it says here, He heals the broken hearts and He binds up their wounds. Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And look at this, number two, He has sent me. Look at that word sent. It's an assignment. Jesus, His assignment was, I'm going to preach the gospel, number one. Number two is He has sent me to heal the broken hearts. And I want you to understand today, the assignment of Jesus is to get people saved. We must develop a passion, a heart for the lost. We have to get out there and get people saved. That's the heart of Jesus. The heart for people. That's what we need to have. We, we need to love the sinners. We need to welcome, embrace the sinners. We need to be out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But once they are saved, we need to heal that heart. Because the devil has come to destroy the relationship between mankind and the Father. And Jesus, by healing their hearts, they have a relationship back to the Father. Most of the hurts that takes place in the world is because of absent fathers. 
the abuse as a child, the misuse and the molestations and all that stuff we're going through. Listen, let me tell you that. It's because of a missing father in the home. To all the dads here this morning, let me encourage you this morning. Become the father of your home. Become the dad in that family. Raise up your children to be godly men and women of God. Protect them with everything you have. You are the remnant. Come on, uh, men. Let's take some encouragement here this morning. Now let me speak to you about the consequences. If our hearts are not healed, and then I'm going to give you the solutions, and then I want to pray with you. What is the consequences if we are not healed in our hearts? Well, the first thing is that if you don't transform, you will conform to your situation. You'll start walking around and say, it's my pain. It's my hurt. It's my stuff happening to me. So all of a sudden, you didn't transform, but you conformed to your environment. The natural has become your reality. The second thing that will take place is you will stagnate in the spiritual world. You will probably walk around and say, I don't receive anything from the church anymore. My season is done in the church. Uh, I need to go to another place. Those are all terminologies people use when they start stagnating. Their hearts have been hurt. People don't just leave church. Amen? Oh, I'm done in the church. No, no, something happened. A hurt came. And we have to deal with that. We don't want to lose any member in this church. We don't want you to go to another churches. We want you to be here and grow in the things of God. The steps are there for you to grow and establish and get involved and, and love the people of God. But we have to deal with this matter. If our hearts are healed, we'll be happy in the house of God. We'll be involved everywhere. Is that correct, family? So watch out that you don't stagnate. The, the third thing is you'll become spiritually dry if there's hurt in your life. Become dry. Here's something heavy. You'll become irrelevant in the spiritual world. I don't want to become irrelevant in the kingdom of God. I want to be relevant in the kingdom of God. I want to know what God is saying, not what He said 20 years ago. I want to know what He's saying today. I want to be relevant in the kingdom of God. I want to, when I pray, I know my prayers will be heard. When I bind stuff on the earth, I know it will be bound in heaven because we're relevant. Our hearts are healed. Our hearts are mature. And let me speak to the fivefold ministers in this church. I know we're all going through stuff, man. I think the pastors in the church, they have the most difficult time with their hearts. Because we have to check our hearts the whole time. But God's going to heal you. You're going to get back into ministry with passion and with joy and excitement and energy. And you're going to be rejuvenated because your heart is going to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, let me close with the, um, the consequences. You'll become religious, I think, if your heart is hurt. You'll definitely become religious. Two more things. You will not know the will of God for your life. And here is why I say that God cannot reveal His mind and His heart to you if you are not renewed in your heart and in your mind. And the last thing is you will not be able to maintain the blessings of God on your life. You will not maintain the blessings of God upon your life. It will come and go, come and go, come and go, come and go because of a hurt heart. Now, I want, to, I want you to write down four things quickly. How does the devil enter into our hearts? How does this, 
satanic world influence my heart, my mind? How does it come? Number one, it comes through habitual sins. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But I'm talking about habitual sins. So when I have an habitual sin, that's an open door for the enemy to come. The second thing the enemy is attracted to is to painful experiences. Traumas, rejections, hurt, bitterness, abandonment, offenses. Any painful experience in your life is an open door for the enemy to come into your home, to come into your life. And so when the enemy comes in, he will take charge of that. He will take hold of your life, over your family, if there are any of these things in your life that you haven't dealt with. If you don't deal with these things, if you, or let me rather say this, if you cannot manage your pain, you will go into bitterness. Bitterness is very bad, family. Bitterness is the poison in your soul that will continually kill you. Have you seen people who are bitter? It changes their conduct. They change. Their conduct change. It's the anguish of our souls. And I want to give you the third one here. It's called inner vows. Inner vows. You know how many people have made inner vows? An inner vow is simply this. I will never be like my father. I've said that. I'm never going to be like my dad. The same judgment I gave him was the same judgment that fell on me because of the inner vow never going to be like that pastor never going to be like this man then and the same thing I vowed myself not to become I became when I had hurt in my heart and the fourth one is death wishes death wishes Isaiah chapter 28 in verse number 15 in the new uh, in the NIV Isaiah chapter 28 verse 15. Here we go. You boast you have entered into a covenant with death. Think about that. Our apostle, Apostle Theo, speaks about the covenant of the blood of Jesus. And we all know covenant, right? But look at this. You have entered a covenant with death. With the realm of the dead, we have made an agreement. So people will go around and they hurt and they say, I don't want to live anymore. It's better that God takes me. Maybe want to commit suicide. Or most Christians say, I wish the rapture will come. That God can just take me out of that. Death wishes. In your inner soul, you just cannot handle this anymore. Have you seen people, and that scripture is so relevant. I don't know if you've seen people who is emotionally just dead, flatline. Hmm? The presence of God can come, they never cry. You can tell them a joke, never laugh. they just emotionally dead. Why? Because they've already made a covenant with death. Because your soul is who you are. So now I want to give you the solutions here today. And then we're going to pray together. Are you getting ready, bride? Your heart's going to get healed. How do I get the solutions? How do I get over this thing? Number one, you have to have a continual revelation of the word of God you need to have a revelation in your mind you have to have a continual renewal of the mind about the word of God 
You must come before the word of God as if you've never seen it. Every day. Renew my mind, God. Change my mind, God. Change my heart, God. Second thing is, we've sang that song this morning. The finished work of the cross. The cross made the difference. The cross is everything. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 5. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 5. Because you have said, uh, excuse me, there, not that one. Isaiah 53. He bore our sin. To our iniquities. Look at this. He's despised and rejected by man. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Verse 4. Let's go to verse number 5. 4 and 5, please. <clears throat> Should he has borne our griefs and he had carried our sorrows. You don't have to carry your grief anymore. You don't have to carry sorrows. You don't have to carry shame. You know what's the biggest thing? I think the next thing I want to go into is why the body of Christ is struggling with shame. That thing must be lifted from the church. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse number five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Number three, you have to die to yourself every day. You must die to that hurt every day. You must pray in fellowship with God. Number four, five. You must fellowship with God intimately every day. And I want to encourage you, I'm not very familiar with, the, with, with, with uh, your process in the church. But if there's inner healing and deliverance and counseling, I want to encourage you to get involved there. I want you to go. I want you to get involved with the ministry of the church. Maybe in cells. Maybe in groups, passion groups. Wherever the church meets. I want you to get around people that can help you heal your heart. Because it's a process. It's not a one-time thing. It's a lifelong journey. And you have to have people around you to help you with this. And lastly is this. You need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can heal us. Nobody else. Some of us are sitting here this morning. We feel Rejected, grief, trauma, hurt, bitterness, inner vows, death wishes, I don't know, unforgiveness. I'm here with you this morning to pray with you that God will heal us as his bride. That we can leave the things of old behind and stretch forth to the new things. He wants to heal you. He wants to bring finances to you, but he's first going to take the envy out of our hearts. He wants to pay all your debts, but he's first going to get all that unforgiveness out of your heart. Cannot be a multi-millionaire with all the rubbish in our hearts. But after today, I believe today is a turnaround for you in Jesus' name. If you say this morning, you know, Pastor Nikki, this, this message has really touched me. I need to deal with a couple of things. I want you to stand with me. The rest of you, you can remain standing. Just seated. But those of you say, I want, I want prayer. I want God to touch me this morning. Would you please stand with me all across this auditorium? I want to lead you in a prayer. And God's going to help you.
I want you to say this prayer with me. Those people who are standing. If you can, put your hand on your heart. And I want you to close your eyes. I don't want you to look around. Forget about the people around you now. I, I want to bring a new heart to your life. God's going to heal those who just went through so much traumas and painful experiences. The presence of God is now in this building. Say this with me as loud as you can. Say, my Father, my God, I am before your presence. I recognize that there is pain, unforgiveness, traumas, abandonment, rejection, insecurities, fears in me. I take responsibility. I recognize that there are areas in my life where I need healing in my heart. I take responsibility for covering my pain, for controlling the pain. Right now, I repent. I repent. I repent with all my heart. I forgive all those who have hurt me with my whole heart. I forgive them. Lord Jesus, I repent for giving place to demons through hurts and pain and offenses, death wishes, inner vows. I believe in the name of Jesus. I can surrender everything to the cross. I surrender to Jesus. You took my pain. You took my rejection. You took my hurt. Right now, I break every cord with death, with hell, with every covenant of death, every root of bitterness, every unforgiveness. I break it in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, put your hand into my heart give me a new heart to worship you and to love you in jesus name now this is what i want you to do just breathe out just breathe out so father i take authority of every foul spirit of death of bitterness soul ties that have been formed traumas rejections and pain I bind every spirit of pain come out of their hearts. Bind every spirit of trauma. I bind you. Come out in the name of Jesus. Bind every spirit of bitterness and offense. Come out of that soul. And I release right in the name of Jesus, freedom in this place, healing in the hearts, healing in the minds, healing in the marriages, healing in the finances, healing in this church, oh God. We as your bride, we lift our hands and we say, come Lord, have a new place to dwell in. May my heart be your resting place in Jesus' name. 
Would you pray in the Holy Ghost just for a couple of seconds? Sobre menderebe, sobre menderebe, sendere. Rimanda la mandele beriando lo bosse, bremendele begendere besende. Heal their hearts, God. Touch their hearts, Lord. Restore unto them the breath of life, a new day, and a new beginning. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.